Well, hi, and welcome to the Big Blue Brothers podcast. I'm Andrew, joined along by my two brothers, Stephen and David. Stephen, David, how you guys doing? Doing wonderful, Andrew. How you doing? Doing great. David? Doing Gucci. Wonderful. Fantastic. You guys have a great week. You know, everything go well. Fantastic. Well, I tell you, I went to the uh, Utah State Fair today. I don't know if you guys are a fan of the Kentucky State Fair, but I always enjoyed it whenever I went. Stephen, maybe you have to work it. Maybe that's different now. <laughs> but um, I uh, I always thought it was fun. All the things that you could walk through in the big expo center and whatever else. Utah's different. There's not nearly as many things. There were like four cows and a couple of sheep and funnel cake. And that was basically- every apparently every state's different because when we lived in Missouri, we lived right next to it. Like the whole town's identity was the state fair. Like everything was named after the state fair as like a permanent state fair location. They didn't really use it for anything else. Garbage. I was talking to Taya um, a little while ago, and she said that the one in Texas is garbage. So really? apparently Kentucky just has a great state fair. I would have thought Texas would have been like. Same. Big, Same. You know? it's a lot. I mean, Utah was OK, but it just it was different. Steven obviously loves the state fair and wants to talk very much about it. I hate the state fair. And I don't go. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's good people watching, and I've seen a concert or two in Kentucky that's nice whenever we're there, but it's whatever. Um, all right. Well, we can talk football then, I guess, since Steven's uninterested in uh, in the state fair. Uh, Kentucky. I mean, this is a football podcast. I mean, so. who wants to stick to sports? A though? sports the podcast. Fair is much right? more interesting. Um, so uh, this past week, Kentucky moves to 3-0 and against Youngstown State. Um I don't know what you really want to see out of games like this when you're playing an FCS opponent. So I guess, I guess we can start there. Uh, we touched a little bit last time on coach Stoops and becoming the all time winningest coach at the university of Kentucky. Uh, Steven, that had to be pretty cool timing. And I guess they probably tried to time it like this to where he's from Youngstown. You've got Youngstown state that comes into play the game after he breaks the record. So lots of people that he knows that are able to come and to watch the game. That had to be a pretty cool, day, a pretty cool day for him. Dunk twister there. Yeah, I know. Difficult. <clears throat> uh, no, I think hard. it was probably really, probably really cool for him having all his family and friends in. Um, just one week after breaking the record, that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, David, did you see the gigantic cake that was made for Coach Stoops? I did not see the cake. You didn't see I the didn't. cake. I did not. It was huge. Apparently, it weighed a couple hundred pounds, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a heavy cake. Yeah. That's nuts. And I don't, I feel like I heard other people talking about this to where if you have something that's that big and that ornate and it's got little figurines of Coach Stoops and other things uh, around there, that would be difficult to eat. Like you wouldn't want to eat a picture or like a statue of yourself, but it's cake. Yeah. Cake's cake, I guess. I don't know. I disagree. I would have a hard time making something that I knew was going to be eaten or like destroyed in a few hours would have no problem eating it. <laughs> well, I also saw uh, one of the gifts that he got. He got like a pair of shoes uh, that had all of the teams that names was, that, that was we cool. had beaten uh, that was and cool. like how many times we'd beaten. I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't that's mind those. Yeah. Well, he gets a, a big day to celebrate, and Kentucky played Youngstown State. We won 31-0, to zero, but David, you had mentioned as we were texting back and forth during the game that it still felt like a, a disappointing 
game, at least in the moment, because even though we had, you know, shut out a team for the first time since what, 2009, something like that. Yeah. And uh, but you still felt a little disappointed from from the win. Why don't you talk about that? I did. I didn't like how little protection Levis was getting against a team that basically should never have broken the line at all, all game. Um, I feel like we should have run the score up during the first half. Like 31-0 should have been pretty close to the end of the first half score. And then maybe we don't score again, but it's all it's all our backups from that point on. Um, I did, I did enjoy the game though. I liked, I liked seeing, um, I thought Levis was uh, other than his two interceptions. Um, I thought he did, he played almost a perfect game. Um, and I really liked seeing how we spread out, um, the receiving we had like, I think it was like 12 different players that ended up getting receiving yards and four of them had over 50. So it's pretty Gucci. Yeah, Steven, were you overall uh, disappointed with the win, even though it was a 31 nothing loss, or did you have a different thought than David? Um, I mean, I was overall, I, I would say, disappointed, but not disappointed in the play. I was disappointed that we had J.J. Weaver get hurt. Yeah. To me, those games, you talk about just don't get hurt. Um, I think it's kind of funny to hear how much Kentucky football has changed. Uh, don't get me wrong, I would have rather been up 31 nothing a half too but you know there's those really big tall buildings in vegas that they built with a lot of money that was made on gambling yeah well the spread was kentucky 26 to start and it got bet up to 30 so kentucky covered the spread which they've done in all three games this year so far and people are still upset about covering the spread in vegas now yeah that yeah i was gonna say that's crazy to me because i felt worried a little bit after our first game against miami of ohio where we were close going out of the first game our first half uh and then ended up winning you know obviously comfortably but like you mentioned we covered the spread in that game we covered the spread against florida we covered the spread in this game so it's not like we're underperforming the expectations of you know some of the people that watch college football to try to get people to bet on it for a living but I guess there were aspects of it. How big of a hit do you think it is, Stephen, for us to be losing uh, JJ for at least some amount of time? I know Stoop said that right after the game, maybe just coach speak, that he didn't expect it to be season ending, but that was right after the game. So who knows? I think losing him is big, um, especially for going forward. Uh, it, it It's going to be hard to – if you talk about that dream season of going 11-1 and – I think losing him makes it even that much harder just because he is such a great player for us. He's got experience. I mean, don't get me wrong. We got some freshmen that can make some plays, but having four linebackers out there that have played for two or three years together, it's a lot of continuity. It's a lot of experience, a lot of plays they've seen, and especially the same teams over and over and over. So it's going to hurt. Um, I think we got some good freshmen to back up him, but I would have rather seen him mixed in. Uh, hopefully it's not a serious injury. I would say at a minimum he's probably out a month, which puts you coming back maybe the Tennessee game because I think that's five weeks. I think you get Ole Miss, South Carolina, Mississippi State, and then a bye week, and then Tennessee. So it's six weeks from injury to Tennessee game, so maybe that's enough time to get him back because I think we need him for Tennessee. I think we're going to miss him for Ole Miss for sure, but I think after that it's the Tennessee game. So it's really about just getting him healthy for Tennessee game hopefully. Yeah, J.J. Weaver getting hurt is uh, obviously a concern. You know, David, you talking about some of the lack of uh, offensive performance or 
not stretching out the lead there. I tell you, the couple of things uh, that I was concerned about was, first of all, the fact that it seemed like we didn't come out strong against this team, uh, at least to begin the game as kind of a, a letdown at the beginning after going and beating Florida. And that's why I'm a little worried about that game after Tennessee. I think that'll be a similar, you know, get up, get hype for that game and then uh, take a step down for it. Um, but we had four fumbles during the game, including one that we lost. And then David, you had mentioned Levis's two interceptions. I know it didn't matter in this game, but is that something that David, you think is going to be an issue for us down the road? I mean, putting the ball on the ground four different times, even if we only lost one of them, that's a lot. Uh, and throwing two picks against a team of the caliber of young, Youngstown state to me is a little bit concerning. And Levis has had at least one interception in each of the games that we've played so far. So we've got four for the season through three games. Absolutely. But I don't think you can put it all on Levis just because we've had trouble giving him as some, a lot of plays he gets a lot of time, but in, in, in a lot of the plays he, the, the O-line's been having trouble giving him the time that he needs to get off the pass. So I know he should adapt and he shouldn't be throwing interceptions anyway, but like you can't put a, put it all on him. Um, I think that he'll only improve as the season goes on. And I think the O-line only improve as the season goes on. So I, I don't think it'll be a really big issue by the end of the season, but I think it'll probably be most important for like the Ole Miss game. Well, Stephen, our offensive coordinators coordinator said that he was disappointed with the offensive showing in the game. What do you think the cause of it is? Do you think, you know, we'll talk about C-Rod in a minute coming back for Ole Miss. Is that something that fixes everything? I don't know how that fixes other people, you know, fumbling and other people throwing interceptions. Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't fix everything. I think it helps, though, because right now you've just got a lot of uh, the offensive line is taking a minute each game. So far, they're basically taking the first half to figure out kind of like the speed of the defense and what they're running. So obviously, we got to adjust that a little sooner. Um, but at the same time, I think there's been times where there's been holes. Running backs have hit the wrong hole or not tough enough to get through an arm tackle. And that does make a difference. Instead of getting a one-yard gain or like I think we had several tackles for losses. I mean, C-Rod, we probably had more tackles for losses last game than C-Rod had all of last year. Uh, some of that's on the offensive line. Some of that's just him being able to fight through stuff. So I think that'll change it. I think right now teams aren't scared of our running game, but I think if you put C-Rod back there, they automatically will get scared of it regardless just because of the simple fact of how how good he is. So I think there's that. Um, and the interceptions, I mean, the one, the first one was the dude made a good play on the ball. It happens. The second one, he just was he got lazy and tried to throw it through. Um, I think – you're going to have more interceptions the more you throw the ball for one. Yeah. And then two, I think some of it is, I think you've seen, I mean, the Florida interception, I, I wouldn't even call it an interception really. Yeah. That was when he kind of cocked his arm back. So I think it's more one of those when, when the game is on the line or it's, a, it's a big game. I think will dials in when it's not such a big game. I don't think he dials in so much. And, but if you, you can't, but if you took out those two interceptions, I mean, he only had like four incompletions all game, so he really played well. It's just he had two really bad throws, and in a big game, you can't have them. So he's going to have them. That's just going to happen. Yeah, I'll be shocked if he goes a game without an interception all year. Yeah, well, and I'm with you on the fact that usually we're a one-dimensional offensive team in years past because we can only run the ball, and we're never really going to be throwing. This year, at least for the first half of the season or first part of the season, it seems like 
that were very, you know, kind of one dimensional and were only running the ball. I mean, still, in, I mean, only throwing the ball still in this game. I mean, we had more rushing yards. We finally broke a hundred yards for a game, but you know, that's just against Youngstown state. Something well, that really improves. On, with, the other, uh, on the rushing yard side too, you got to look at Florida. We were over a hundred yards rushing. We just yeah, had sacks. sacks yeah. Messed it up. yeah. And then the other thing is, I think we're still trying to figure out, I think this offense wants to go multiple tight ends when we run the ball, but I feel like our best running game right now is three wide receivers, spread them out, and then run the ball. Um, so you just got a kind of a convoluted mix-up of styles kind of mixing in right now with the offensive line. Yeah. It was good to see that they got a little bit more yards this game. I will say, though, especially at the beginning of the game, that was one of the things that was most frustrating to me. David was seeing the amount of uh, penetration that Youngstown State was getting into our backfield. Because I know we had talked before about how in, like, the Florida game and a little bit in the Miami of Ohio game, it looks like we would get a drive going, and then we'd have a sack that would kind of blow it up for us, uh, and the drive would just be dead. I felt like we had a couple of those, not necessarily with sacks, but, like, where we would – be tackled for a loss for like three or four yards um, from a simple running play. And because we couldn't even fight back to the line of scrimmage that that kind of, you know, ruined the drive that we were on or we had to have a big play to get back on. Um, you know, I know we've already mentioned it a little bit, but I, I still think that the offensive line is something that we're uh, really needs to get fixed for us to have better success. Absolutely. I feel like the game was a little more of a roller coaster than it needed to be not with like oh no we're gonna lose but like you know you get that momentum and a little bit of excitement with a good drive and then you know tackle for a loss and you're like okay well, we gotta you know dial it back and reset and then you know having to just make big plays um just to get what should have been an easy first down um but since getting tackled for a loss stuff like that uh, makes it a lot harder and make it a lot harder um, in the upcoming games, if we if we end up keeping um, with that pattern, um, getting sacked or tackled for a loss, you know, it won't be it won't be as easy to make big plays against Ole Miss and Tennessee. Yeah. Well, speaking of, we had mentioned interceptions earlier. I wanted your guys' uh, thoughts on the fact that uh, that interception that was ruled not an interception by who was it? Kedron Smith. That was an uh, interception for us. <laughs> Stephen oh, thinks it was. In David, their what, defense, what did you though, think? in their defense. From the first no. view, no. all right, from the no. first view, it looked like it bounced off the ground. But don't they have all of the camera angles? Isn't they do. That the point? They do. <laughs> and, and like, the second I saw the view from behind, like, it wasn't even a question. Like, I thought 100%. It was it was not an interception, and then I don't get it wrong on the side. field. But how do you get it wrong when you do the no review? Idea. Well, that's no the idea. thing too. I felt maybe I just didn't notice it before they came out and gave the call. But I felt like the only time, the first time I saw the view from behind that you were talking about, David, was after they had said the ruling on the field stands, and then they showed that as a replay, and I was like, wait. You can like yeah. see the separation exactly. between the ball and the ground. What what are we doing here? You know, obviously it didn't matter. And to be real with you, I know again with us texting back and forth during the game, there were several calls that they missed of like false starts and stuff. I, there are probably three or four uh, that we you know moved a little early and they didn't do anything about. But it happens. Refs miss calls. They're human, right? But then two times during the game, they stopped the play that was either about to happen or was happening. And we're like, ah, JK, JK, we got to go back and check the cameras for the, the play that just happened. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's a, it's a noon game. 
I guess maybe they were they were also sluggish whenever it came they're to just, those they're things. catching up. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think about the fact that uh, what's the stat? Dane Key through three games now has the freshman record or has tied the freshman record for touchdowns. Tied it. Tied the freshman record uh, through the three season. games. Yeah, I know. And this kid is good. <laughs> he keeps catching the ball. It's great. It's great to have He's receivers that also, get open and catch. It's also sad how bad we've had. I think somebody said there was also a stat that we've never had a receiver catch a touchdown in each of the first three games. And no matter what year. So that's how that's crazy. bad our receivers have been. That's crazy. Or quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad that it's, it's starting to turn around there. Yeah, that's the thing. Before it was like, even if the quarterback got the ball to the guys, which he didn't always, they would just drop it all the time. So just let's slip hope, right through their fingers. Yeah, let's hope that uh, we continue along the the good path here. I will say though, wrapping up on this game, unless you guys have any other thoughts, uh, I think that we've continued our uh, uh way that we're going here with the picks on the games to where Steven was the closest on the first. I was the closest on the second. I think David got us on this one. He picked uh 31 to 13, even though we're still not sure if he was picking Kentucky to win because he said 13 to 30. Whatever. All right. Count. All right. I clarified. Count. I clarified. All right. Well, I, I clarified my score on the text and said we'd win 31 to nothing. But <laughs> Really? <laughs> was that was that with 30 seconds left in the game? I don't I didn't say when. I just said I clarified it. I think think David gets the kudos for being the closest on there. Steven, I don't think that you're – well, I don't know. You said the offensive line and uh, Smoke is an MVP. Smoke played pretty well. Eh, I'd say Will Evans was the MVP. Well, there. I win then because that was my pick. Or the defense. Actually, (laughs) I think you have to give it the defense, honestly. You can't give MVP (laughs) to a whole category. I mean, you have to, though, because – Like half the players. Then you got to give it to Denzel Valentine, unfortunately, because he stopped the touchdown. He did, man. He, uh, he I know he frustrates it sometimes, but he was playing pretty well. Um, I, uh, and I think you can give the MVP to the defense when they pitch a shutout for the first time in 13 years. <laughs> I guess. Well, that's impressive. It doesn't matter who you play. The fact that you're able to keep any team to zero no. points is a good deal. And that's fun that, you know, we hadn't had it in forever and now we've got it again. I heard uh, Drew Franklin was talking about how the last time they did that, he was, ha- he had like a, a shift at, uh, Tony Ramos. Yeah, and skipped it to go to the game and then got fired. So they yep. they haven't. This is the first time since he got fired from his job as a server that they uh, they pitched a shutout there. That's pretty good. Um, any final thoughts on that game there as we move into our uh, looking forward to next week for other games and then Northern Illinois that's coming up for Kentucky? No, just excited about going forward two weeks, be it uh, Ole Miss. Yeah, you well and i guess let's talk about this i know we mentioned it just briefly uh earlier but we've got the northern illinois game that can definitely be a trap game and i want your guys's thoughts on that do you think trap games exist or games just games it does feel like some people have you know down games because they're looking ahead to somebody else there's definitely trap games do you think that this is a big opportunity for one uh i know northern illinois played vanderbilt Vanderbilt's not great, but they did start the year with two wins and they're an SEC team kind of, uh, and they were losing for a majority of the game and ended up coming back and winning by 10 Vanderbilt did against Northern Illinois. Uh, Steven, do you think that this is an opportunity for a trap game? Do you think we'll, uh, we'll stumble here and it'll be closer than it should be going into the fourth quarter? 
Uh, I think it's definitely a trap game. Um, I don't I don't think we'll struggle going into the fourth quarter so much, but I think the first half might get close. Um, hopefully it's not in the fourth quarter. I think it helps that it's a 7 o'clock ESPN yep. game for some reason we got that. I think a lot of that's the hype. Because we're the eighth Kentucky. team in the nation, man. Yeah, we moved up one more. I think that helps um, just to kind of get the players a little bit more hype. If it was a noon game, I'd really worry. But I don't know. Hopefully not. Hopefully they just come through and it's this one is another one of those get the win and don't get hurt and move on and yeah. get the offensive line some reps. That's it. Yeah. David. Um, yeah, kind of. So I don't think they're good enough for us to like lose to them unless we absolutely don't show up. <laughs> Where's the wood? But this isn't real wood, will, but I'm not going to take wood. But we will absolutely play oh, to our opponent oh, like we do every oh, single time. If we lose, David is never doing another podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I the reason that I think that we win, here's my biggest, you know, I mean, it's we, we, we should theoretically, but here's here's why I'm thinking I feel pretty confident. Coach Cal the other day had a little soundbite where he was talking uh, with uh, Louisville's okay. coach and whatever else and talking about us being uh, not a football school or basketball school or whatever else. Uh, and he said that we were the seventh team in the nation. And I think he just is like Nostradamus there. And he f- realized that by the time we get to Ole Miss, we'll be seventh ranked in the country. We moved up one this week. So maybe move up one again after we beat Northern Illinois. And so I think it is. We ain't I, I moving think. up unless somebody loses. In front yeah. Of <laughs> well, you know, I don't know, man. Northern Illinois, it's top, top level uh, opponent there. We actually have a chance to drop, honestly, depending on the way the schedule goes out this week. Well, whatever it is, we just need to make sure that we win uh, and that we move on 4-0 uh, into this game against uh, Ole Miss. Um, but what what do you guys think is going to be – I know Stephen mentioned a little, David, so maybe you speak to this. What do you think is going to be the effect um, of us having Chris Rodriguez going into the Ole Miss game week after this upcoming game against Northern Illinois? Um, you know, I know they mentioned on one of the post game shows that that's kind of just going to be your team, whatever you are for Ole Miss. That's what it is. You have a couple of uh, games under your belt. You've got C rod back. Uh, how big of a difference do you think it's going to be for Chris Rodriguez coming back? Honestly, I think it'll be a game changer. Uh, I think it'll really open up Levis, um, to have some comfortability with throwing stuff. Um, because we'll have that threat of the running. And then I think our running game will increase, obviously, um, a lot. So, and then really, I think that'll help the O-line too, because, you know, just that threat of, of the pass or the run um, is going to keep the the defense on their toes a little bit. Yeah. Well, and Steven, I know you had discussed a little bit before, and it finally came out in a in a um, news article there in Lexington about what the whole issue was behind C-Rod and some of the other players missing some time. Um, what was it? The fact that they were they falsified information on uh, time cards working for uh, the UK hospital or something there in Lexington? Basically, they for the last like fifteen years, they had players. Um, that were getting paid to work for the UK hospital, but just didn't have to show up to work, which yes, is not the most ethical thing to do at the same time. If a business wants to tell me, Hey, I'm going to pay you to go home. I'm going to go home and I'm going to take their money and go home and do whatever I want. Secondly, in today's world, they would just say, Hey, we're going to give you an NIL deal. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. So is it a big deal? No. Is it dumb? Yes but I'm glad it's over with and done. I do disagree with the statement that 
whatever our team is at Ole Miss is our team. I think it's going to take C-Rod a, a game or two to get going, kind of get gelled in. Um, but then going forward, sure, it is, I understand what the point is, but yes. Yeah, well, and I hope – I mean, he's – he's taking like he's back at practice and stuff. I, I would imagine he was still he's, working. He's out been practicing. Before. He's been on the scout team. Okay. And then as of last week, they started giving him some uh, first team reps. I'd say they're probably going to give him a few more this week. And then next week, it's obviously full bore. He's going to be getting all the reps. Do you think there's anything to it being a blessing in disguise? Apparently, we didn't need him at Florida. We won by 10. We get through this next. Oh, yeah. Week. Now he's oh, got yeah. fresh legs, fewer games I, that he's I, had to play. I 100% think that's the case. Um, running backs only have so many hits in them. Maybe not so much for us, but it's a huge thing for him. I mean, he gets four games off of not taking the hits. The Florida game would have been nice to have him, but knowing if you told me, hey, we can win and C-Rod can come back in week four, I probably would have liked to At have him in week no. three. Yeah, I would rather have him probably this week just so we had him for a game. Um, but I, I would definitely take him sitting out the first two and us still winning. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, uh, we'll go ahead, and at the end, we can pick our score against Northern Illinois. But, Stephen, you got some games for us to pick against the spread for this week? <clears throat> yeah, the first one is going to be – Well, hold on, actually, I forgot. I got to mention, sorry, uh, the fact that uh, David and I uh, should not gamble, and Stephen won't make any money if he gambles because <laughs> last week our picks, uh, Stephen went 3-3, three and three, I was 2-4, and four, uh, and David was one in five. Uh, David, what what do you have to say for yourself, sir? Only only pick. It's, it's just a it's just a warm up week. All right. Oh, okay. So so it's now like C-Rod. The... He's going to need a game to be exactly. able to get back. Yeah. Exactly. That's, just, so that's now what I'm the in the flow. Need. So I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go six and zero oh this next week. All right. Okay. Well, he's going zero oh and six. All right, Stephen. What are our games? <laughs> All right. We're gonna go with the first one. <clears throat> it's Texas A&M and Arkansas. Uh, it's going to be. At a, it's actually going to be in Cowboy Stadium, so it's technically a neutral site game. Texas A&M is a two-point favorite. <clears throat> All right. Uh, David, what do you think about for this game? Arkansas. All right. I'm going uh, A&M. I'm going A&M. All righty. already 0-1, so. <laughs> I, I, well, we'll see what happens there, mister. I went 2-5. and five. Sure will. Uh, the no, next one, one is five. Gonna... one in five, Stephen. Oh, five. sorry, one in five. <laughs> Don't give him hey, an extra win. warm up week. All right, <laughs> the next one is going to be the Volunteers and the Gators. It's at Tennessee. Tennessee is a 12 and a half point favorite. That seems like a lot of points, but I don't really know. Florida didn't look, I mean, I didn't watch the game, but they were very close against South Florida, whoever they were playing this past week. Well, I'm taking Tennessee all day, really. Yes. You just think, do you think Florida's no good or they get to yes. end their little bit of a streak or Florida's no. no good? I think Florida's not that good. I think Tennessee has an explosive offense that's either hit or miss. So they're going to put up a thousand points or going to put up three. And I think it's at Tennessee, which is big. So what you're saying is you don't think uh, Mr. AR 15 is, uh, is a Heisman candidate? Garbage. <laughs> Everybody has two bad games in a row. He could, he could, he could bounce yeah. back. He can't throw the ball to save his life. So that's yeah, that's a problem if you're a quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go with Tennessee <laughs> as well. David, what do you think? Tennessee all the way. All right. What's next, Stephen? All right, we're going to switch to the basketball schools. You have undefeated Duke going to undefeated Kansas. Oh my gosh! And, and college game day didn't go there. All right, and Kansas is an eight and a half point favorite. 
I'll be honest Duke. with you. I have, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> I've never seen either of these teams play just, football. Just pretend and be confident. All right. That's what I do every, every single time we do this podcast. We can tell. Trust me. Now I know. <laughs> All right. Wait, somebody parent. said Duke. Who said Duke? David, was that you, Steven? I yes, did. David. Okay. David's got Duke. I'm going to say uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. I think uh, Kansas is able to cover the spread. Since I don't know anything about it and David went one and five, I'm going Kansas. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to be that blunt, but that was also my reason. Y'all are already <laughs> one and two. All right. How many games is that now? That's three. All right. We're going to go with the Dirty Birds. They yeah, are the team. 14 point favorite at home against South Florida. South Florida. Yeah, they uh they screwed us last week. All of us picked Louisville and I'm picking all, Louisville. We all got that one wrong. So Steven's gonna ride with Louisville again. I think they'll uh, win, but but they, they won't cover. I don't know. South Florida is a team that just played uh Florida really tough, by the way. Yeah, I'm gonna go South Florida. You know, fool me once. Shame on me <laughs> twice. I don't know whatever the thing That's is, not but how that goes, George. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Three three times is too much and, and all that. That's 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 my saying that I've made up. All now. right, okay, we're gonna switch up? to the Big Ten now. Uh, Ohio State is home to Wisconsin. Ohio State is a seventeen and a half point favorite. Uh, I'm going Ohio State. <clears throat> Same. Yeah, I'm going Ohio State. I, I I hate Clemson, so I'm definitely going that one. And then we need one more, correct? Uh, sure. That's five, right? One, two, three, four. Yes, that's five. And we we can six. count. <laughs> we did six last week, so we'll stick with it. Okay. Uh, we didn't pick Kentucky last week, did we? Uh, we did. I mean, we did our scores, but we didn't pick it against the spread okay. necessarily. Good. All right, so the next one is going to be Wake Forest is at home playing Clemson. Clemson on the road is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going the Demon Deacons. By the way, I think both teams are trash. Wake I mean, Forest. Yeah. I'm going to go Clemson, but I'm going to hope Wake Forest wins because if Wake Forest wins, we will move up one more spot and be seventh. Well, that would be great. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. I like that a lot. All right. Uh, so let's pick then the Cats and uh, Northern Illinois. Uh. I'll go first, I guess. I think that uh, final score in this one, uh, I don't know. I think hopefully our offense gets more on track uh, and that we're able to to win by a decent margin. So let's say uh, 38 to 17. Well, and then my MVP will be uh, uh, Danky. That's who I'm going to pick, Danky. He breaks the freshman record in this game. Go ahead, David, because I was going to pick the exact same score, so I got to rethink welcome. it. welcome. <laughs> I think, I think uh, 34-10. And who's your MVP, David? Uh, I want to say key, but I can't say the same thing. I'm going to love it. The defense. Uh, I, think, I, think he doesn't, I think he doesn't pass an interception this game, so we'll love us all the way. He doesn't pass an interception. Does not does not throw an interception. He doesn't it's throw a thirteen a man lineup out there. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm gonna say Kentucky wins. 
Mm. I really wanted to go 38, 17, 38 and a <laughs> half to 17 and a quarter. I think that's what you should do. I'm going to say 31, 13. And your MVP. Who'd you say, David? Levis. Levis. <laughs> I know I gotta go last, man. I'm getting gypped. Uh, and you took Denki. I don't even know at this point. <laughs> you know what? Good rules, defense. No, they're not gonna do that. I'm just gonna go with smoke again because I want to say the tight ends, but I think they're gonna not show a whole lot. So I'm gonna yeah. go with smoke. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, hopefully we're all right, at least about the portion of Kentucky winning comfortably. For the record, Kentucky is a 24-point favorite. So so none of us, Stephen, picked? I ha- I don't have them winning, beating the spread. None of us have them covering the spread. David has them right at 24. So there you go. David having the most hope. Very good. So if they cover the 24, we shouldn't be upset that they did did that. Doesn't matter what happens. (laughs) If they cover the spread, we're all happy. And that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. All right. Well, Steven, David, thank you guys for joining. I had a blast. Hope you did too. Did very much. Always next week. Yeah. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the big blue brothers podcast. Join us each week where we have a new episode talking about the cats coming out on Monday mornings. And until then we'll see you. Toodles.